Happy to catch up with Bob Butehorn, men's soccer head coach. I know we're not going to spend too much talking about yourself here, coach, but you did just get a contract extension, so I imagine that was a, a good moment for you. Yeah, I think it was a it was very it's a positive anytime you can renew in, in a place like this, which I have such a strong affiliation for what we've done here and what we're doing here. Um, and excited about where we're going. So yeah, it was it was nice to be rewarded, and now it's just I think time to kind of get reward us with. Uh, what I think this team can do. We'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, Michael Kelly, obviously the guy that makes these decisions, and I see a lot of things when I'm calling games, and I saw him in a lot of games. And I don't know if, when he became a soccer fan, but he was. You, I'm sure you got the energy from him because he was getting into that sport as much as I've seen him get into any sport. Yeah, continues to remind me of he's a long time. We grew up in the same area in Washington D.C., and he was a former Washington diplomat. I was man. waiting for the dips reference. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, in fact, he gave me a T-shirt that he's he found at some store one time, and <laughs> that's a Washington Dip shirt. So it's it's uh, he is a fan, and he has been you know really loyal to the sport for many years, and still follows it in a lot of ways. And I keep pushing the game on him because it's evolved and growing, and mm-hmm. so I make sure he stays as as far ahead of you know other ads as possible in our sport but uh, it's it's nice to have a guy that appreciates the game and and likes the game uh, as your office overlooks corbett soccer stadium it's undergoing uh, all sorts of good renovations right now the pitch is being replaced among other things uh, what are you overseeing every day and what can people look forward to when they come back out in the fall well i think it's exciting that again the administration has shown some real support to us in just doing this it's been much needed to to get us a resurface, I don't. I think the t- the field was probably 10, 12 years old, mm. um, and Bermuda just doesn't you know doesn't hold up well over time. So we're going to put a new surface in, um, and right now everything is looking kind of sandy out there. <laughs> <laughs> so we just said cut the field, and they took it all. So um, <laughs> that's first. Uh, but no, it's it'll be the the resurface has been leveled. I think it's going to be exciting. They're going to put a whole new grass surface down. They have painted the whole facility, which looks amazing. Um, and I think we'll have some other kind of accoutrements that I think I said that correctly, but I think no, that's you did. But I think that those are all things that kind of enhance the, the facility, and I and I love the way it's looking and the direction things are going. So it's exciting. And just people, so people know they do have a practice field. It's a, an excellent practice field. Yes. They don't often yes. practice at Corbett yes. itself, so they they're, they're not wanting for a field right now. Yes. Uh, I want to just reflect on a couple things from last season yes. because the team that started off and had issues finishing, obviously, and the team that finished, you want to say it was a drastically different team, but I could see the. People pieces were there and I know you could Uh, but one thing that did change towards the end when the wind started piling up is you went with some guys you tweaked a few spots in the lineup Uh, Checho became a a regular again Uh, it's always when you have depth especially uh, a chore but did you feel those pieces coming into place the way they did how they ended up uh, fitting perfectly well back up a little bit it's a great it's a great question because it is it is a Rubik's Cube during the season you have to figure out how to put it all so it all lines up and and I think for in general, what we did have was we had really good chemistry, we had very good leadership, but what we didn't have is experience. So in the years we kind of suffered, um, just whether it's COVID or whatever it was through injuries, this group had never been ex- and experienced any kind of thing that resembled a championship run. So for us to teach that, it's impossible. So what we did was try to find the right um, pieces in the right spots at the right time. And sometimes that came... With we created a little bit of our own luck, and sometimes that came with some tactical adjustments that we did and then worked out for us. So I think in general it was a combination of just us pushing through some thresholds, us learning a little bit more about what it takes, um, and then finding the guys that had the desire to to 
do what it takes. So now we're excited about that. There's a little bit of a hunger, a little bit of a edge to us. Um, there's a there's again really good leadership, but it's a whole different Rubik's cube. So hmm. next, uh, move on to the next and see how we do. Well, we still have several weeks before the season, so I'm not going to go over your roster just yet. But let me just in general say that a lot of those pieces are coming back, but. Not that you guys needed a whole ton of influx, but in general, do you guys have some more pieces to look at? Yeah, the thing that we've talked about in throughout the spring and and knowing that with with success, you know, breeds you know more success and more interest and and obviously a push to to kind of be better than we were. So I think what's the team has understood is that you know while you might have been the the key player before, you're, there's competition at every spot. Um, and it's on. It's it's based upon who's on form, and mm-hmm. objectively looking at the numbers and making sure we have guys that that are are putting up the numbers. So it is going to be a battle, but also if we put it together right, it will be something that uh, kind of shapes us into something special, which we we believe we can be. When you put it that way, it brings to my mind the fact that that practices have to be just a little competitive and intense. Uh, how, how do you like competitive level to be during a typical practice? Well, it starts with standards, no doubt about it. Like in a, when we put something on the field and the guys, you know, we can set up exercises, you know, technical exercises, tactical exercises, but if the standards aren't held by the players, then generally those exercises are, the output is just what we would assume. But if the standards are held high and the comp- competition's high, um, and the, the push to, to outdo and outperform um, is always on the plate, then I think we just we just make sure that we turn the screws when we need to and the guys hold the standards high and then we let them run with it. The last time we were here watching you guys play, at Corbett anyway, was one of the more memorable games for me since I've been here and since you've been here the same amount of yeah. time going on to year seven. Uh, and not just the performance, but the crowd, the turnout. Now, I know you can't expect that for every night during a regular season, but if you guys can get anything resembling that, how special was that for you? Yeah, it starts with um, marketing things really well. It also it it also was a big part of it is like being successful, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then the last pieces are you aesthetically pleasing when we play. Um, and I should say one more piece to that is like for us, um, and I know you're probably going to touch on this is the schedule we have yeah. should should give us a real springboard to get fans out here because it is it is one of the most challenging and uh, difficult schedules I've ever put together, but um, this team is prepared for it. Well, it starts off, by the way, in Seattle, and I'm going to try and sneak my way onto your flight. <laughs> uh, and, and actually, in all seriousness, last year we talked about how you got that game here. Right. It was, I forget the word, you were their chaperone or whatever right. it was during the Final Four. Right. So I see Indiana on the schedule. I'm right. guessing it fall, fell the same way. Well, it actually didn't. We, <laughs> we When I first took the job here, um, I agreed to go out and play Indiana, but I said, look, I only do these agreements if you return. And uh, and Todd was you know gracious to say yes, just don't know when that'll be. Right. It just so happens the same year that they want to come out here with Clemson. So, right. you know, you have, you don't turn away those games. Um but again, we are in a spot where we're healthy, um, not just physically, but we are healthy as an organization now that those games are not daunting. They are just um, a big game on our schedule that is something we want to attract and continue to, to bring here. 
both Indiana and Clemson back to back at home on a September eighth and a September twelfth. I know football's going on that at that time of year, but I will be focused on yeah. that. I know a lot of people should, and and there are no soft spots on your schedule, but no. that's probably going to help get back to where you want to be, right? Right. And if you look at it, most of the the teams that you see that that make the runs deep and the the teams that are hanging around at the end of the season are generally teams that have had schedules where there is no. There is no side door. You have to climb the wall. So I think for me, um, this is the way I've always liked to do it. Um, some call stubborn or stupid, whatever it might be, but it's the. I think if you go to college and you're at a place like this and you have a chance to play the best, those memories will never leave you. So that's what we try to do. Well, as I leave you with this, uh, give us an idea of the schedule. I see the exhibition all begins in early August, but when do the players actually get to first practices, bowls, and, and are we getting there right? Yeah, most of the guys are kind of around here any, anyway right now, and they'll start floating in here in the next month um, or less, and they all start training and um, you know kind of hanging out together and just getting ready. And I think that's, again, another tribute to the leadership I have on this, this team where Checho is a big part of that. Uh, he's a guy that has um, done such a great job of being the glue uh, even when he wasn't a starter. So to have a guy like him is... Uh, uh, you know something that I value so highly. So I think right now it's getting them all back and acclimate together, get connected, and then get ready for the season. Looking forward to it. And I got to ask, since you just mentioned him, has he tried to duplicate his goal from last year? No, I don't think he. Look, look. Remember that's that was like a senior night or something like that. Was it that crazy? You don't get it. That's a Hollywood <laughs> ending. So that's done. He just okay. yeah. He if he does, then great. But I think that that was one he'll always just kind of keep his family and. I, for me, it was so special, but you can't you can't draw that one up any better. Well, best of luck on creating a lot of new memories this year. Congratulations on the extension. We're glad to have you still around, Bob Utorn. Thank you. Thank you.